Välkommen till Rat Race, din guide i äckorhjulet. Den här podden presenteras av Exparang som är en matchningsplattform för ledar- och styrelseuppdrag. Du heter Filip Strömbäck. Och du heter Sofia Wingren. Nu kör vi. Hej Sofia. Nu börjar vi mitt i en diskussion för jag tycker det var intressant det här som du precis sa så nu måste du säga det igen. Du ser arg ut. Nej gör jag. Nej, jag, jag, sa, med hela jag sa så här, ja. vi ska prata ja. om coaching idag. Ja. Och då så sa jag så här att det känns som att en idrottscoach ja. ofta är väldigt nära ja. och håller på och, och de kanske filmar, tittar på mm. ett löpsteg mm. och det borde förändras när man har koll på kosten koll på pulsen, de vet när det ska vilas, de vet vilket, kan liksom schemalägga pass. Det känns väldigt dik-dik-dik-dik-dik sådär. Ja, och du sa också så här, vilket jag tyckte var en bra poäng. En idrottscoach kanske inte alltid har varit bett, alltså ja. varit en superstar. Låt mig tala till punkt. Ja, förlåt. Ja. Det var exakt dit jag skulle komma. <laughs> okay, okay. De, den har ju sällan varit bättre än den som den coachar. I så den, är det verkligen sporten. alltså. Ja, så är det ju oftast ju. Ja. Um, och det, det här med näringslivscoaching mm. är jag då inte riktigt lika uh, säker på. Jag tycker oftast vinken in i, mm. i coaching i jobbet är att när jag jobbade som, alltså nu är jag coach då, ja. så bara, i, i, min erfarenhet säger mig att bla bla bla. Ja. Uh, och det, det tänker jag då att en idrottscoach inte gör utan... Okej. Okay. Förstår du vad jag menar? Ja, jag förstår vad du menar. Mm. Och jag tror att du i viss mån har rätt. Och samtidigt tänker jag att eh, det finns ju... Man, det kanske är lätt att blanda ihop vad som är en... Coaching. Co- vad är coach? Vad är en coach ja. inom liksom jobblivet? Mm. Och vad är en mentor inom jobblivet? Och vad är en advisor? Och vad är en konsult? Mm. Det finns ju otroligt... Jag tror att det är lite olika definitioner och lite olika aspekter. Har du haft en coach? Nej, men jag har varit i, jag har fått prova på en coaching session mm. eh, som, jag en, som en gav mig en aha-upplevelse. På vilket sätt då? Att jag upplevde att den, de frågor som jag ställdes inför snarare var frågor till min egen kompetens mm. än frågor som blev besvarade av en, en utomstående person. Jag fick besvara frågorna själv och jag insåg att jag hade en massa svar som jag inte var helt medveten om att jag hade. Just det. Och där i fanns det något eh, riktigt bra värde. Så jag, jag, jag gick från att vara ganska cynisk och kanske lite tveksam till att bli lite så här aha, det är det här det handlar om. Lite så. Mm, jag förstår. Men vi har ju en gäst det har vi. som vi måste fråga de här frågorna till och få lite svar kring vad är vad. Är vad. Ja. ja. Ska vi ringa honom? Det tycker jag. Så vi har Grant Calder med oss på telefon. Välkommen till Ratrace. Thank you so much for having me, Philip and Sofia. Really glad to be on the Ratrace. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. So tell us, Grant, what is the role and who are you? So I'm the CEO and co-founder of The Role, and we're a human capital management consultancy, yep. which is a fancy word for saying that we do leadership development, team development, and executive coaching. And we work in two areas, what's called professional services, where we have uh, 
human coaches and consultants that help leaders and yep. people working on the career. And then we have a software service that supports people to do this as well. Okay. Ah, okay. And we want we wanted you here as a guest because we uh, we've been discussing coaching versus mentoring and the value of uh, of getting help in your career from a coach. And uh, we wanted to ask you if you could help us make some sort of clear out some definitions here. And what is the difference really between a mentor and a coach? That's a really good question. And we get that all the time and we try and communicate what is the difference. And a mentor is really a senior person, probably with life or industry experience, very specific to what that person may be working towards, not always, but also a mentor is someone who gives quite a bit of explicit advice. Mm -hmm. Whereas a coach is someone who might have industry experience, might share a little bit of that, but a coach really uses the coaching tools and frameworks to help the client arrive more at their own ideas. And there was, when coaching was founded by a guy named John Whitmore, who's considered the father of coaching, mm -hmm. he started with research on coaching athletes, for example, golfers. And he found an amazing insight that um, when you use certain types of questions, you say like to the golfer, should you think about pulling left or right? Or what was it that felt wrong about that golf swing? They could improve their own golf swing when they arrived at their own insights and they were more likely to take action towards that versus being given directive advice. Right. So in my world, I think you need both a mentor and a coaching approach sometimes mm -hmm. um, to, to support you. Okay. And then, so that sounds pretty clear. So advice versus... Uh, pulling out of you your own advice to yourself you could say almost and then yeah to, to, to come to your getting help to come to your own conclusions and your own prioritization exactly and, yeah. and you you wonder well how much work do i need on that i mean a coach is certified educated trained and experienced in asking powerful questions mm -hmm. and following up with Uh, related questions to support the person they're coaching mm. to have really powerful key insights and then they support them to take action on those insights mm. so there's actually a, a sort of a, a foundation in this theory uh, of coaching of really believing that the individual who is receiving the coaching and who's being asked the questions really sits with the answers yes and just to add on to that they're also more likely to take action if they believe they've arrived at the answer. Yeah. So, I mean, you could tell someone lose weight, but if they don't feel I should lose weight and do this, um, they might not be as likely to take action. Right. What's the difference then between a coach and a shrink? Well, all coaches uh, should have in their client agreement that you sign before you even start the coaching and should make it clear to the client that they're not experts in the area of therapy or marital relations or you know medical issues and they should make it clear that they're not certified or educated in therapy for example mm. so a coach might if, if if a client brings like a really tough private issue to a coach mm -hmm. i mean the coach is a human and 
they might have life experience similar to it and they might they might share some of that life experience but the main job of their coach is really to support that person to to take action to get the expert help that they need Mm -hmm. and you know it's a mistake for a coach to try and be that expert a total mistake and it's mixing things up but we're all humans so of course, we we're we're we're, we're going to be human about it, you know. And 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 uh, I've had situations where people had marital problems, and I mean, I will listen to them because they've had a really tough moment that day, maybe mm. a breakup that day. So either a husband or a wife walking out, leaving, locking them out, and they're suffering at that moment. And it's hard to work on their team development goals when that's going on. But we'll often I'll often ask them. Who can support you on this in your circle of trust? Um, is there is there any professional help that might be helpful for you? Um, do you have anyone in your life that's gone through something like this that you could call, or or are you aware of how to find professional help? Um, right, that kind of a thing. But most of the time, people come to you because they need support in their professional development or in their actual uh, tactical work i it's it's a bit of both okay uh so um i think there 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 are some main reasons that people come to me or to coaches in general i think for support i mean the the way i discovered coaching was i was trying to figure out what career path to go on and i ran into a friend of mine who was an entrepreneur, a pretty well-known entrepreneur here in Stockholm. And she had been working at a corporate job and, you know, it was a sunny, beautiful spring day and she was glowing with a big smile. And I, and I said, what, what was the, you know, genesis of your change? And she said, well, I started working with a coach about my career path and making a career pivot. And I really wanted to figure out what is it I want to do? What are my strengths? What is my meaning? What is my purpose? What are my values? And how can I connect those together? And I think a lot of people are kind of questioning that for different parts of their career. So one of them is like career path kind of support. And another one is for leadership development. We get a lot of different people uh, presented to us by organizations who want to support their leadership development. It might be an executive in a new role. So helping them take on expanding responsibilities, challenges, to really manifest some good results in the opportunity. And the company might even say, we've got specific objectives for this person. And we want to support them to improve their communication style, their conflict management style, or hit their um, sales targets or their, their OKR targets or whatever their targets may be. So we get often brought in by an organization to help leaders and develop them. And they different levels of leaders. It could be very senior leadership, like a CXO. It could be a senior leader, a middle level manager, all the way down to what we call a high potential. Someone who shows a lot of potential for the future and people have identified as someone they want to promote to advancing levels of leadership. Hmm. But what is if you go into the the most common, or if there is one, but the most common situation when someone comes to you and asks for coaching help? What is could could you say that there are some certain situations, professional situations, where where it's mostly used? Well, for private people, it's almost always the same. It's I want to discuss and figure out what's my best career path forward. 
No. I mean, I started this company 11 years ago and the first group of clients I got, they all had that question, that issue. Some no. of them were unemployed or in between employment. Some of them had been home with children. Some of them were in very senior positions, but not happy with where they were or moderately happy yeah. and sort of wondering what else is out there, what could be out there. And, yeah. and they wanted help on two things. One, to really think, reflect, understand, figure out possibilities. And then the other one is like pragmatic execution. Once I know what I want, Grant, yeah. as my coach, how do I actually get it? Yeah. Very practical advice and practical tools. But, but, but Grant, uh, we discussed this before. Uh, this is one of our passions as well when creating Exparang that you have like the majority of the workforce not really engaged into their jobs but they don't really understand what 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 could be the alternative but when when you have people like that coming in maybe uh, moderately interested in what they do and not really sure what to do instead is there a specific is it the same structure and plan that you go through every time with each client? Is there a specific, I mean, scientific lead to do it or is it case by case? Well, coaches are different. So uh, I believe in standardization and customization. So I believe like there are certain things that you should always do and then you should support every coach to use their signature style and approach and way to support the client. So it's a bit of both. But we've been using something really successful for the last 11 years, which is a bit of a formula in the beginning of the process. And at the end of the process, it's more open-ended. So we typically work deeply with clients to understand. And we have pre-assignments we give them. So we give them reflection pre-assignments. And many coaches will do this, not every coach, but we'll give the client some sort of reflection exercise so they can really think about it. So we'll, we'll get clients to do a vision board and to describe their vision, describe their long-term goals or short-term goals, also how they want to grow, how they might want to be a thought leader, um, and what's their current situation. So that, for me, is always the standard in the beginning. That's where we start, and we call it, what is it I want? You know, let's establish what is it you want, and then we can work backwards, you know, work with the end in mind. So, you know, and then usually in the second session, we'll give clients an assessment to help them understand their personality at a deeper level and their preferences, their limitations. Um, you can use different kinds of assessments. There's no one that's better or worse, really. There's some that, I, that, that, that we all prefer to use, but at the end of the day, you want to just get one that's considered good by industry. And mm. then you help people get a deeper understanding of who they are. And also you talk to them about their sense of values, their mission, their purpose, And I'd call this second coaching session always, who are you? So what do you want? Who are you? And then we tailor it to the person's journey and needs. And you, you provide customized tools. If someone wants to work on networking, you give them a networking um, guide and framework. Oh. If they want to improve their CV or their cover letter. I mean, it's many things. If they want to work um, more effectively, you give them a resource on that, manage their time better. And as you go forward, you keep working towards the ultimate goal, mm. uh, the midterm goals, and then the, the, the things that come up, the new questions, challenges, dilemmas, opportunities that come up along the way. Mm. Mm. Have you seen over the years any 
trends if you look back over the, your years of experience in coaching can you see that there have been trends in the type of um, uh, help you've been able to give has it been uh, certain certain years or eras where where you've had um, more career advice uh, uh, times when you've had more sort of work-life balance advice times when you have had more sort of how do I how do I drive change in myself or learning? Are there are there any trends, or or is it always coming back to the same core foundation in people? Do you think? I, I wouldn't say I've had any. I've seen many trends in terms of the issues people face, but of course, uh-huh. you know, the coaching discussions evolve as trends in business in the world changed. Like, for example, when COVID hit, mm-hmm. of course, there was a big trend to go completely remote on coaching. So versus face-to-face coaching, we were already doing a lot of remote coaching and you do it remotely when you're global, but to go 100% remote and to make that work. Um, I mean, some coaches will stand at a whiteboard. So how do they convert to, to doing that? Um, and then to help people face I mean, the new, the big issue became, how do I motivate my team that's working digitally? Right. How do I provide them um, psychological safety? I mean, how do I keep team spirit up? How do I, how do I manage this? You know? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, adapting to current trends mm. is one thing. So keeping an eye on those too. I mean, mm. coaches should be continuous learners and they, and they should be up to date on what are the continuous trends and they should be doing coaching supervision talking with each other and exchanging on the latest resources, tools, methods around that. Um, another big trend that we see is more focus on, this is kind of maybe for some people a boring topic, but at the same time, super relevant, more focus on digital tools to mm. support coaching and track data. Mm. And how do you make use of that data? Because coaching, it's very hard to determine the ROI, the return on investment. It's very hard to measure impact. And with these tools, you know, now you can, I mean, you guys work with an AI recruitment platform and, and you know that, you know, as we evolve and develop, we can learn how to support the client even more and the organization even more by identifying, you know, what are people worried about or thinking about, or how can we use this information in a way to, you know, develop more investment in something if it's working. Right. If it's creating impact and bringing that awareness to to people who actually control that um, type of budget. Hmm. You work with clients from many different countries. Is there um, is there a specific Swedish? Can you see there are certain questions that come up more often in Sweden or more often elsewhere? Do you have any reflections on that sort of difference in differences in need depending on nationality or culture? Yes. So I, I do work globally. We work globally. I think we've worked with, I don't know, 60 nationalities and We work with people around the world and we work with a lot of international people too that come to Sweden. So we see just a myriad of issues. I work a lot in Russia. I work with people from Asia, people from India. I mean, um, so uh, when we have the international people that arrive in Sweden, obviously a big challenge for them is how do I um, 
integrate into the Swedish market? You know, what do I need to understand about Swedish organizations and Swedish thinking? And um, how do I how do I develop relationships with mm. Swedish people? How do I how do I network? How do I reach out to them? How how should I phrase things? Um, so that's one thing. Um, with Swedes, something interesting that I've really um, you know, I find Swedes to be uh, very humble uh, about um, their accomplishments mm. and and show more by by what they've done versus brag about it or tell about it. And uh, also a little bit um, less, uh, what does it say, less comfortable at first with proactive networking. And, mm. and I bring this up because... I've been doing this 11 years and I'm telling you that uh, that's a trend. If I can point to something, networking has been the key to unlock 90% or 85% of the amazing opportunities that I've seen people uh, get for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Swedes are a little bit shy sometimes when I first propose it to them, they're like, I don't want to trouble someone or, bother them with their time or just not something they thought of. Um, and, and also I don't want to brag about what I've done. That's, that's, we don't, you know, um, but I talk to people, you know, if like a tree falls in the forest, who mm-hmm. hears it unless you're standing there, you, you, um, you know, the, the gap between merit and reward can be big if people don't understand how you want to contribute. So I'm often coaching them to, uh, leave the comfort zone experiment with, you know, some networking. Mm-hmm. And when they go into the networking meeting, it's, it's a two way value street. So they, if they can help that person, you know, offer to help them, if, if, if in the conversation, they mention something they want to know about, you have a contact and you feel comfortable, be willing to um, connect them with somebody. Cause that's really appreciated, mm-hmm. but also be clear about what your signature strengths are so they know if they can help you with an opportunity or connect you with somebody, it's clear for them how to do that. Mm. Yeah. So be, be comfortable with saying how you want to contribute. Yeah. And more vocal about your assets in a way. Yes. yes. If, Grant, yes. If, if, if you're an, an individual and want to take this help and, and reach out to a coach, how much is it? How, how much is a coaching session for? So typically... Coaching, I think, a, sort of a coaching package mm-hmm. would be anywhere from four to ten sessions. And in Sweden, it's actually a little bit less expensive than many other countries, even surrounding Sweden, Germany, the Netherlands, um, uh, and even the U.S. So, I would say um, the the lowest rate you could get. You know, you might get an early starting coach who's just getting their training and wants clients, and they might even charge you, you know, they might even do it for free because most coaches in the beginning, they have to have eight clients or so working for free as they get their education. Yeah. Uh, then it can start at, you know, 500 or something. And then, but I mean, really what's normal is sort of 3,000 crowns plus an hour. Um, okay. And and so you could get a package for somewhere between twenty and forty thousand crowns, depending on the hours okay. and the yep. coach and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for helping us um, 
you know understand some of the intricacies of, yeah. of, of coaching and advising and I guess learning le- learning about one's own direction and uh, and strengths I think it's uh, there's a lot of food for thought yeah so thank you very much thank you yeah absolutely and uh, I, I could just sort of end or I don't know if we're ending here but I could sort of end with this point you know um, my own experience with a coach surprised me because I thought I was a pretty high performer and I didn't really think I needed help myself you know and my coach said to me you know grant it's it's not about taking what's in front of you because you're performing well and you're always going to get offered something in front of you you know it's about making conscious choices to what you want and that's resonated with a lot of sort of leaders that i talk to and high performers who kind of agree with me that you know that's what coaching that's when coaching can make a great impact for them you know Mm. really supporting them to make those conscious choices to think about it a bit and to take action towards them Mm. versus just take what's in front of them so that's a really interesting insight i've had about coaching itself perfect that's good owning your own career and your own future yeah cool exactly thank you so much thank you so much grant we'll see you thank you sophia we'll be in touch Okej. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Hmm. Fick du någon klarhet? Tycker du att det, tycker du att det känns det bättre? Du menar att det kändes dåligt för mig innan? Jag tänkte att du hade lite låg tilltro ja, till, till affärscoachning på något nej, vis. Men, nej, men då missförstod du mig. Okej. Okay. Jag har nog inte låg tilltro till affärscoaching. Men jag bara ifrågasatte den här analogin med idrottscoaching att det är samma sak för jag uppfattar uh. att idrottscoaching är superdetaljerat och taktiskt och medan ja. affärscoaching är mer psykolog vad tycker du, uh. vad gör du liksom, Just det. vad är ditt livs men jag tror säkert att det, jag har ju själv varit på någon sån här coaching session och tycker det uh. var väldigt um, vad ska man säga upplysande och så vägöppnande. Hur många sessions gjorde du när du gjorde var som coach? Tre. Okej. Okay. Och, och det hjälpte dig att komma fram till någonting ja. i livet eller i karriären? Nej, i karriären. Det hjälpte uh. mig att förstå ungefär vilka beståndsdelar i mitt professionella liv som jag egentligen drivs av och som jag tycker är kul och ska fortsätta med. Och mm. framförallt så hjälpte det mig att bekräfta. Det hjälpte mig också att lägga mer tid på det som jag är bra på. Och att sluta kämpa så in i helvete för att bli något så när bra på sånt som jag är dålig på. Just det. Det tror jag väldigt många gör. Mm. För man får, I all feedback man får så är det så här, ja, men det här borde bli bättre på. Så lägger man allt sitt krut på och blir bättre på sånt som man är skitdålig på. Mm. Det har jag Just istället för att fokusera du har slopat det nu. Ja, jag skiter i det. Ja, men jag, det kör bara på, jag kör bara på att bli bättre på det jag redan är bra på. Ja, och då blir man ju grym. Då blir man ju bra på det. Ja, verkligen. Sen blir man ju totalt eh, omöjlig på vissa saker Just men det. Så är det. Och då måste man ha bra partners runt omkring ja, sig det har liksom. jag. Ja, det har du. Men ja, ja, okej, okay, bra. Du? Nej, men jag tycker att eh, jag har varit jag har absolut varit tveksam till eh, att lägga tid på coachning, men jag har nog vänt upp eh, Värmt upp där de sista åren. 
tror jag. Mm. Men du har också och, hamnat i en situation där du kanske är mer öppen för det. Ja, ja men precis. Dels det och sen så tror jag också att jag har fått en och annan aha-upplevelse och insett att... Eh, det finns ju en känsla där också att när någon får, en och, och när någon får mig att eh, känna att jag själv sitter på en massa kompetens och en massa svar ja. kring mig och min person, då är ju det en superhärlig känsla. Det man tänker, och det känns ju rätt ja. och det känns eh, som att man sitter på en massa visdom som man bara kanske hade lite grann förbesett. Mm. Så att jag, ja, men nej, men jag är för coachning. Jag är mm. för coachning och jag är också för mentoring för det är klart som fasen att en, en, någon person som sitter på en massa erfarenhet mm. har grejer att dela och Visst bra så. råd att ge. Självklart. Vi har en liten plugg när det gäller det här. Vi har ju ja. Experang har ett samarbete med Grant och The Role som gör att om man är medlem på Experang så får man nu ganska förmånligt pris på coaching sessions hos The Role. Så se till att signa upp på exparang.com så kan ni ta del av det erbjudandet. Och vara med och, och som medlem på Exparang. Att, eh, där får du hjälp att äga din karriär som Grant pratade om. Ja, att ja, verkligen ja. ta kontroll över vilka möjligheter som du erbjuds och mm. väljer i livet. Så är det. Schysst. Ja, men tack för det här då. Tack för idag. Ja, fortsätter. Tja. Mm. Hej. Tack för att du lyssnar. Glöm inte att regga dig på exparang.com.